Hey everybody, this is Josh. And this is James. And this is Well, well I never. never. The podcast where we watch movies that you've seen and then we drink whiskey. Yeah, uh, so we haven't seen some of these movies, but you probably know about them. The idea behind this is that they're movies that are popular in, in public consciousness. Like you kind of know what happens about it, even if you haven't really seen this movie. So we're taking those movies where we haven't personally seen them and kind of breaking them down in terms of like, how did this affect like the public? Like, what is it known for? And is it any good? Yeah, although that being said, we're doing a little bit of a departure today. We are watching a movie that we've both seen, but one of us was terrified of and maybe only saw through his fingers as a child. Absolutely. This was like one of the big two movies that haunted me for years. Like, I just had like daymares about this. Like, oh my god, what if the thing from this movie is like right around the corner. Um, because I think this movie came out in the early eighties. So I saw it when it was pretty fresh. Mm-hmm. So I was pretty, I was like maybe five or six and like my older brother and, and his friend were watching it. And I was sort of watching it as Josh said, through my fingers over my face, but you don't want to be a baby with your, your big sister and you want to, Oh yeah, I can totally watch this movie too. And I did. And I regret it because it really messed me up. I remember seeing it when I was little and I was just like, everybody's making such poor decisions in this movie. <laughs> so it's funny, and I haven't we haven't given away the title of the movie yet, but I was at a, a rock show maybe four or so years ago, and there was no opener. And what they did is they had like a, a pull-down screen uh, where the band was going to play later, and they were just showing this movie, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, oh, this is ridiculous. Like, this hmm. is not scary at all. It actually looks kind of funny. Like... Adults probably when they saw this originally was like, oh, it's fun. Ha ha ha. You know, like the way we'll go yeah. see, I, I don't know what's a modern day example. Oh, like any like kidsy movie. And then it turns out not to be super kidsy. Yeah. Like kind of like a child's play movie now. You're like, yeah. oh, like, oh, it's so <laughs> scary. But like maybe how a parent might think like, oh, kids probably like that Deadpool movie. And then like, oh shit, we done <laughs> fucked up. This is not for kids. Right. So without further ado, Josh, what movie have we landed on? We are going to watch Gremlins. Gremlins. Yes. I recognize that this is a stupid movie to have been scared of, but I was terrified of this for years. And I, yeah, I just fully admit it. There's, I yeah. mean, there's no defense. No, well, I think the 80s were full of movies that traumatized children. Like, right, but were ostensibly meant for children. Like, I think this was know, kind exactly. of like a, a horror movie meant for the juvenile set. Um, the movie Legend is still to this day the fucking most terrifying movie ever. Right, and you've sent me, and I haven't seen that one either, so, and you sent me screen grabs like, that looks laughable. It just Tim looks Curry, laughable. Tim Curry as the devil is basically the devil being its true and authentic self. It's horrifying. Yeah, absolutely. Alright, so Gremlins, uh, what we usually talk about is... You know, for the person who hasn't seen it, what do they think happens in the movie? But, I mean, I, We've I seen have it. seen it. Okay, so let's play a fun new game. Ooh, I Every, like this. Everything is getting remade, so this is probably going to get remade at some point in time. So, James, if this was getting remade today, who would play the lead and who would voice Gizmo? Ooh, and who'd voice Spike, the bad gremlin? Oh, the, the bad gremlin. Yeah. Oh, that, those are great questions that I haven't given any thought yet. This has kind of sprung on me. But, um... It's always like this aw shucks, genial, generically good looking yeah. like dude and uh, lady in the two lead roles. They're teenagers in this? Are they like early twenties? They're allegedly... mind, like right, I saw this when I was six, so like 
the elite seemed so grown up when I saw this. And I'm sure looking back on this, they're going to be like, you're children. But I mean, it was an 80s movie. So they were probably like our age right now being like, I'm just 16. Right. So I think ostensibly these are supposed to be like high school seniors. Yeah, they are the, supposed to be in high school. The, yeah. the boy and girl. Um, so shoot. Uh, summer 2019. Who do we got for that? Uh, Scarlett Johansson. She can play any role. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson for all the roles. She's the lead man in the, in the, in the remake <laughs> of Gremlins. Um, though, actually, she has been doing some good voice work. Like, if you ever listen to her, like, actually, her voice work is decent. What does she do? She does have a good voice, but what does she do the voiceover for? Her. Like, oh, the, just the operating general. system? No. Like the oh, movie her. her. Okay. With Joaquin Phoenix. Gotcha. The operating system. She yep. was the operating system. She was in The Jungle Book as one of the voices. I refuse to see that movie. Disney, I see your blatant cash grab. Stop it. Was it a Stop tree? It. Did she play a tree? I hear she, she was the sexy snake. <laughs> Typecast much? <laughs> um, the back to casting ideas for if a, a Gremlins 2019 remake would be... It would be like one of those Disney kids who's trying to graduate onto something else. You know, like the yeah. way Zac Efron did, or Vanessa Hudgens did, or... But I don't know any of the Disney kids. It's going to be like one of those Disney kids who had a show, and now they're trying to, like, branch out a little yeah. bit. Baby steps. One of those... Like, it's going to be one of them. Yeah. Um, okay, so my dream casting for this... Oh, yeah. I, I'm going to pick Samira Wiley from Orange is the New Black to be... The be who? Alleged teenage... No. The young adult who somehow gets saddled no. with this pet. You're right. I'm like, no, she is like mid-30s. That's ridiculous. Yeah, she could, so are these... She could be the mom. So are these teenagers in these 80s movies. Okay, so teenagers. Like, populate the town. That's a good question. Like, we can just make up new characters. Okay. Like, Judy Greer, forever and always, needs to be like the mom, because she didn't get enough to do in Halloween. Ooh, Judy Greer can be my gizmo voice. That's she could do a interesting. Voice. That's interesting. I think I have a confusion boner right now. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Who else? All right. So who is young and kind of up on the rise that looks like a teenager and pretends like they're a teenager? Um, I am drawing a total blank. Yeah. Well, Aston answered your own question. Yeah. Fail. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Gremlins, I guess what we're re-watching for is, you know, A, is it as scary as you remember it? And I already know the answer is going to be no. But what I personally want to delve into is, like, how laughable is this movie? You know, a lot of movies, they come out of the era and, like, they have this, like, big impact. But if you watch them a few decades removed, it's like, wow, why did that have an impact? So I'm kind of judging for that. Like, does it hold up? Uh, Can you see how it made, like, the cultural impact it did? Um, and I want to get into like the creature effects. Like I remember yeah. it as being, you know, quote unquote, realistic, um, like good puppetry. I mean, was this it, Jim Henson? Cause it was I actual know. puppetry. I think it was Jim Henson. Like, okay. Yeah. It's, it's before CGI. It's yeah. Over, so it's, it's puppets. Um, I am excited I, about the, I, cause I've realized I love horror movies and I've realized that most of them are just people making terrible choices. Oh yeah. Um, and I remember when I was watching this, I'm like, everybody is just making Poor choices. Right. Just poor the choices thing, for everyone. So. The, the scene, and I'll, I'll spoiler alert, the, the scene that really resonated with me that I always remember is, um, so the gremlins uh, come and they're all like the, these bad little critters who are destructive and homicidal. And somehow there's like a, a dozen or so of them in the house trapped with like the protagonist's mom. Yep. And I think she's like injured somehow or can't like she has a broken arm or leg or there's another character who's injured I, anyway I can't there remember. is a different character who's injured because you're thinking of the stair chair scene yeah there. yeah the the one going up the stair chair uh but mom is fighting off like a dozen of these of these things all at once and trying to kill them all in like 
really kind of gruesome ways for like mid eighties puppetry. Like, yeah. I know one is put in a microwave and put on high and it just explodes. And I think there's like a garbage disposal thing. Oh, there Christmas is. Christmas tree is set on fire. Yeah. Cause it's, the, it's over. It's a Christmas movie. You know, this and Die Hard are Christmas movies. <laughs> Keep that on your list for when you're together with the fam. Yeah. The tree one, that part scared me. Cause I remember like the creature pulling the mom into the Christmas tree. Right. 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 Yeah. So that's the scene I'm really going to uh, be paying attention to. And um, Josh, what are you looking for in this kind of re um, Basically, I just want to laugh at all the characters again and just reiterate that, like, their terrible decision-making skills was what led them all to I run. mean, should we play a drinking game? Like, take take a drink whenever someone does something questionable? Oh. Or will we kill ourselves if we play that let's, game? Yeah, let's take a drink whenever <laughs> we feel like somebody on screen is making a poor choice. Um, we should also look for racial stereotypes because isn't like yes. the, the Mogwai bought by this mystic, um, you know, for 80s term, oriental man? Yes, he's actually stolen from the shop that the man works at by... Oh, that's right! Yeah. Because yeah. he's like, look at this cool thing. No, you can't buy it. I'm like, why would you show a total stranger this thing you can't buy? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, just... No logic. There's no logic in this movie, <laughs> everyone. So, bear that in mind. All right, well, we're going to go watch Gremlins and probably become better pet owners as a result. So we'll be back. Bye. Bye, Bye, everyone. And we're back. We've seen Gremlins again. We both have seen it. For the first time in many moons. Same, yeah. Several decades, to be honest. Mm -hmm. It's more old. That was bloodier than I remember it being. Yeah, it was definitely gorier. You know, for something that's presented as a, as a children's flick, there are uh, some kind of problematic areas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Josh, what are your thoughts when uh, upon rewatching? Um. So yeah, basically, it was like gorier than I remember it being. Uh, the characters still make terrible decisions. The mom was a badass. I don't remember the mom being like yeah, master like, gremlin slayer. My memory of mom is is kind of being a victim and escaping by the skin of her teeth. But like, no, Not she goes all. like full battle mode. As soon as things start going, she down. immediately sees the gremlins. She grabs a knife and immediately springs into action. Yeah, it was pretty great. Mm. So uh, maybe a quick recap for any of our listeners who have not seen Gremlins. Uh, let's give them a, a quick rundown of what's going on. Yeah, so Mr. Peltzer is basically a last-minute Christmas shopper and <laughs> is wandering through the streets of Chinatown during Christmas time. Which is steamy and in the summer and there's no snow, even though this is supposedly New York mm-hmm. in December. Yeah, I mean, I've never been to New York but okay, but Chinatown doesn't experience snow. It doesn't snow there. Um, <laughs> little known fact: I can't wait to go have yeah. a tropical vacation there this December. Uh, he strikes up a friendship with a, a young Chinese boy. He's a young boy, and, and the boy is like, "Follow me, like old white American person. Like, yes, I will lead you someplace you want to go." Like the dad's like, "Yeah, cool, sounds great." Which of course is not problematic at all. Yeah. So for whatever reason, the <laughs> um, the dad Creepy. and the young boy have an arrangement where he leads him to a dark alley. Um, Who knows what's going to happen? Yep. They end up in the boy's grandfather's random store of things. Yeah, yeah. Huge store. If I lived in New York, I would kill for this much space, by the way. Huge store, but, like, I struggled to find what they were actually selling. It was just a lot of decor. Chess sets and those dead crocodiles, really. And lots of lit candles everywhere. But, like, nothing, no actual wares. Yeah. Nothing you could see with the price tag. It's just, like... This is someone's really expensive, weird art collection, right? That's what it is? Well, luckily, Billy was saved from getting a candle or a dead crocodile because he found a mogwai randomly in the corner of the shop. Yep, so Dad's like, you know, I'm going to take this weird-looking creature home. 
But then the, the shop owner is like, no, you are not ready. You can't handle it. Uh, absolutely not. But then the little boy he is like, right. I'll, I'll sneak it out to you because you're going to pay me money and it's totally worth it. Money <laughs> trumps all morality, everyone. Just keep that in mind. Uh, so anyway, he yep, he picks up the Mogwai. <laughs> and what are the three rules that he's given for this Mogwai? He is not to feed it after midnight. He is he, not to get it wet. And it should not be around bright lights. No bright lights. Kind of the same three rules I have for myself, but... Yeah, if it's the weekend, none of those... All of those things. Uh All of those things. So the dad just, for some reason, wraps the Mogwai up and puts it on the plane and... Yeah. They never, like, show, like, how they get this, like, weird, exotic creature halfway across the country where they're they're going. It's that's fine. It's going to wrap it up. (laughs) Um, So he brings it home to his... uh, So the dad is, like, some kind of a crazy inventor. The mom is somehow holding it all together. Um, Everyone else is an idiot, basically. Billy means well, but Billy is, like, 23 and living in his parents' attic with an adorable dog. Um, uh, The dad comes home for Christmas and gives him Mogwai and... We're off. We're off and running. And, you know, it's, it's um, like, what, what is it? Like Kafka's gun. Like once you mention a gun, like in the first act, it has to go off in the third act. Yep. So they mention the, the three rules, and, of course, all of them get broken. Um, dun, bah, bah. Pretty quickly. Really. And no one seems to flip and care either. Like, oh, I got him wet, and now there's five more Mogwai. Oh my, so, okay, that's cool. Fine, whatever. So Corey Feldman swings by because Billy, the 23-year-old man, um, is friends with, like, the 11-year-old paper boy. There are multiple problematic adult-child relationships <laughs> in this movie, and I am not here for it. Yeah. And S- Billy's just, like, casually undressing in front of Corey Feldman. I too. noticed that, too. Like, uh, yeah. all right, 80s are a weird time. Yep. Oh, so we need to spring back. Uh, Billy works at a bank and brings his adorable dog with him. I do think everybody should bring their dog to work, but, I mean, if you work in a bank, probably not so much. I disagree strenuously. Stop bringing your dogs everywhere, everyone. Bring your dogs to me. I'll pet them. <laughs> um, but anyway, James, who do they meet at the bank? They meet um, this wonderful caricature, <laughs> uh, Miss Deagle, who is... Like, every villain wrapped into one, and I love it. Like, she is not here for anybody. Uh, she's, like, walking past everyone. She has no time for your small talk. Um, she is about to evict her tenants because they're, like, months behind in the rent. And somehow, like, she's presented as a villain. I, I don't know. It, it's She's great. And, like, as soon as she shows up on screen, I was like, who is this person? She's a delight. So she comes to the bank and wants to kill the dog. Right, and because the dog like ruined some of her Christmas. It ruined her Bavarian snowman or something. Which I was like, "How do you ship up there?" But either way, sure. Um, and then, of course, long story short, all the rules are broken. So, a when you get the Mogwai wet, they multiply like new ones kind of pop yep. out of them. B when you show them bright lights, like it, it's uh, told that they can kill them. They really can't stand bright lights, like vampires. Right? Oh my you god, know, are they vampires? Quite possibly. And C when you feed them after midnight. They molt into these cocoons, and then the mogwai, these furry, cuddly creatures, turn into the scaly green gremlins who are hell-sent. It would explain why they don't drink water, because they would just drink blood. Yeah. I think I'm really onto something with this, they're actually vampires thing. Anyway, yeah, it happens super fast. Um, And the rest of the movie, of course, is like, there are multiple gremlins uh, of varying numbers, like sometimes there are more of them, sometimes a few are killed off, and it's just like the town 
being uh, like uh, trapped in this panic released by these gremlins who are up to no good and like Billy and his, his sort of girlfriend like trying to fight back and get rid of him. Yeah. Before all of the madness happens, I do need to point out yet again. So um, he's got like five of them and they trick him into feeding him past midnight so they can turn into these monsters. Uh, Billy is off doing whatever the fuck Billy does. Um, oh, he's talking. He, so he's <laughs> he's got the favorite pet gizmo and then just the other babies that oh no Oh my God, really I love about. it. It's totally like that Arrested Development meme <laughs> where like Lucille is like I treat all of my children the same or like I love all my children the same and then like it cuts to like five minutes later she's like I don't care for Job yeah, you so know it's like Gizmo was like sleeping on in the bed with Gizmo Billy. was literally sleeping on a sleep pillow and the other ones are like sleeping in a suitcase yeah sleeping like, in a suitcase yeah it's funny so they turn into monsters and they just hatch into eggs and Billy is just taking one of the rando babies that no one cares about and giving it to a scientist because it's the 80s and just I'll bring it to a scientist to figure well, it he's out. He's also like the high school science teacher. Yep. He's not actually a scientist. Yeah. Um, so he's quickly killed by the monster because it it gets a sandwich immediately. Not Billy, the the scientist. Yep, yep. And because he's the minority in a 1980s movie. Dies first. So... Sorry, guy. You yep. gotta go. So anyway, Billy goes to check on the scientist and finds his dead body with a needle in his butt because <laughs> because I, the scientist had drawn blood from the Mogwai earlier and he did not like it. So you know, retribution. Yep. Um, so Billy calls his mom and he's like, "Mom, get out of the house. The eggs have hatched. They're monsters." Mom goes downstairs, finds with a knife, finds the eggs have hatched, grabs a knife, and fucking takes care of business immediately. So this is the scene that like really imprinted itself on me most. Is like mom battling these gremlins, and of course I remember it as like really scary. Holy cow! But in retrospect, like it's really like, yeah, mom, get it. No, it's amazing. Like, immediately, she is like jumping in action. Like she's like, oh, they're up to no good. She like food processors one, and like it's done. She stabs one to death. Number two, she microwaves another one. Number three, and number four, like it's in a Christmas tree and attacks her. It is, but it's, she doesn't do like the dumb thing of like just flailing and getting attacked. Like she is wildly stabbing like towards the yep. tree. Yep. Um, so she kills four out of five. Like boom, 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 boom. Immediately. Yep. Like, mom, badass. And then Billy comes home and he's like, pulls the tree off of her and takes her like over to the neighbors. I'm like, no, bring that mom with. She will fucking and handle lets the, rest the of other one business. go. Like the other one escapes. Yeah. And of course, the other like one a punk. jumps in a pool and multiplies. And there's hundreds, like or dozens, or yeah. thousands. They don't really know. Yeah. So the gremlins just wreak havoc all over town. Um, they eventually make it to the local bar where Billy's girlfriend doesn't know what to do, so she just serves them alcohol. She's serving them drinks and feeding them popcorn and trying to uh, mollify them, you know, until all of a sudden, for no reason whatsoever, she just starts trying to kill them. Yeah. Like, just, like, like a, a switch flipped. Yeah, no well, she tries to light their cigarettes because she, you know, wants to make sure they're having a comfortable time at the bar. And uh, she's they, afraid of those Yelp reviews in 1984. I mean, she, they almost shut the place she down. They were coming. <laughs> <laughs> and notice this, they don't react well to light. So she starts taking Polaroids of them because of the 80s. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's how she gets herself out of the situation. But then the monsters kill everyone. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's weird. They're sort of presented as, like, adorable troublemakers on some instances, and then others, they're, like, homicidal maniacs. And, like, it just flips back and forth, kind of a head-spinning head um, tilt. You know, sometimes, like, oh, they're just, like, futzing with the traffic lights, so both the lights look like they're green, and cars kind of, like, get fender benders. And other times, they are shooting guns at humans. Like, yeah. there is, like, a <laughs> huge disparity between, like, their levels of mischief. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of all, all over the place. But it was really funny, like, when they're at the bar, you know, there's dozens of them, or when later they're all gathered at the movie theater and interacting. It's 
funny. Like they're at the bar and they're listening to the jukebox, and one of them has on leg warmers yeah. and is break dancing. One of them is like so into the blues and he's got his shades on and is nodding along. All of a sudden, one of them is putting on a puppet show next to them to like annoy the one who's really into the blues. Yeah. And they're also kind of hating on each other and making fun of each other. It was funny. It's, it's an extended really scene where funny. they just pick a random characterization and like each gremlin gets one character trait and go. And it's like it's one of them great. has clearly like stolen uh, Miss Deagle's wig after they kill is, her and shoot her out of her window and is painted on like lipstick and is like it's like a drag gremlin. Oh my god, it's basically Lucille Bluth. Right. No, Gangies I mean thirsty. it's basically Evie Oddly. Yeah. It's it's Evie Oddly like before Evie Oddly. Oh my god, if Evie Oddly's listening, please take note and dress up like Miss Gremlin. <laughs> I think she already show. has. She's way ahead of us. She's she's way ahead of us. Um, yeah, so it was kind of funny, but like, I want to jump into like a few of the, oh, um, and then like, long story short, they are all, all the gremlins are in the movie theater, Billy and his girlfriend, whose name escapes me. I don't think she had a name. Um, she clearly had a name. They like set the movie theater on fire. So all of them die except for the main one who we always thought was named Spike, but was actually named Stripe. It's Stripe apparently. And Phoebe Cates' character is named Kate. Yep. And then uh, they chase Stripe to the mall, and then Gizmo ultimately kills it by shining bright light on him. And, that's and it's a super bloody scene. It reminds me of the death scene in um, Fright Night. How- yeah, so this brings me to one of my questions about, like, how are the special effects? How do the special effects hold up? And in, like, Stripe Spike's demise scene, like, when the bright light is shining on mm-hmm. him enough to kill him... It's really good. It's really good. For it's 1984, are you kidding? Yeah, it's For super even today, gruesome. yeah. Like, no yeah. CGI. Like, they had to make it work with no puppets, and it's amazing. Yeah, it was. It holds up. I was really impressed with that. The puppetry, I would say, is, like, really good. <laughs> Overall, like, for, for the real. The puppetry is really good because the puppetry had to be good. Let me I mean, re- there are a few things where, where they, like, jump back, and it's clear, clearly, like, claymation when there's, like, all of them coming out. Even when they're the running down the street, and yeah. And that's not so much. But, like, when it's just the puppets, it's... Good. It's good, and we found out the reason that it had to be puppets, because originally <laughs> they tried to just put a mask on a spider monkey, and apparently the spider monkey lost its mind and ripped up an office, so then they decided puppets it is. Yeah, well, puppets the way to go. <laughs> I would have paid so much money for the original footage of the spider monkey, like, getting the gizmo mask put on it and just wrecking an office, by the way. And this is why Josh is now banned from 48 states zoos, because he is no longer allowed to come in and taunt the animals. Oh my god, I would never taunt one of those face eaters. Are you kidding no. me? I'm far too pretty to have my face eaten off by a goddamn monkey. Yeah. Uh, but the special effects, back to that, like, the only thing that I think was bad that doesn't really hold up is that like when they're talking or kind of muttering the the lips never sync up with like the the sounds coming out yeah out, true out of them. you know like they immediately like kind of know english words you know gizmo's like bright lights but like his mouth isn't moving or you know stripe is like yelling at billy and like it just never matches the motion but it does kind of makes it like somehow they know cantonese because like the old man comes back and is speaking to them and then i'm like oh but they never speak cantonese they are speaking are... english immediately yeah they like it's weird it's, it's like a they... weird disconnect or it's like they know cantonese really well but just pick up a few random words yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's like they learn bathroom they learn like bar and then that's all they need to know and then they learn billy eventually yeah um so problems with the movie, I think like we all kind of know like the fan theories. Number one of them is like they're walking in snow all this time. Snow is water. Like how is that like not yes. causing them to get wet? They're like, drinking how does that doesn't count. Yep, the snow randomly. They're drinking beer. Um, like yeah, absolutely. Like that like doesn't make any sense. And I think yeah, it's just something you have to forget. 
like, you know, willful disbelief. You just have to, to let it go. Yep. But my thing was like, well, what do they drink then? What are they allowed to drink? Apparently beer is fine. Blood, James. Yeah. <laughs> Human blood because they're vampires. Yes, absolutely. Um, my uh, problem with them is like they kind of want to be evil. Yes. So when like Gizmo, like the main one, like gets wet, like the, the five that pop off immediately are, are kind of rowdy, raucous troublemakers, like even when they're still Mogwai. Like, and they trick Billy into turning them into gremlins. Like, they come out evil already? They do. Okay, so I found the reason. Um, oh, yeah, so like, how do Mogwai, like, how are, how is Gizmo good? Okay, so apparently there is supposed to be a novelization of this that explains the prequel or backstory of this. So according to that, oh, according okay. to IMDb, so far oh, all I know, okay. it's like a bored teenager writing shit, but it kind of makes sense. <laughs> so like, apparently the Mogwai were made by alien scientists. What? Yeah. And, Get out of town. Yeah, and one in every 10,000 of them ends up good, and the rest of them all end up evil. And the alien scientists realize this is a shit show because they all want to be evil and abandon them on Earth. I want to not acknowledge any of that theory because it is beyond ludicrous. I mean, it's ridiculous, but we'll probably see it in the animated series coming up soon. Yeah, I guess. And there have been rumblings about a Gremlins 3 for almost a decade. Well, we'll see see what happens. Uh, What else do you think about the movie? Like, any any other, like, categories we need Um, to talk about? No, I mean, it's... It's a really funny balance between, like, a full-on, like, gruesome horror movie, but presented as, like, a raucous kids movie, so that's really funny. Um, and I think super on brand for 80s kids movies. Yeah, so, I mean, you had mentioned that uh, the girlfriend played by Phoebe Cates had, like, this this tragic backstory, oh my God. and I think that that is worth calling out. Yeah, here. and I, I still don't know if it's supposed to be funny or serious. I think it's supposed to be serious. Yeah, so, like, randomly they find themselves, like, back in the bank hiding, and she's like, like... Okay, it's like the meme, literally, you know, one, and then Phoebe Cates' character was like, the worst day of my life was Christmas when I was a child. Because her dad tried coming down the chimney as Santa, fell and broke his neck, and they didn't realize for, like, a few days. Until... Right, and they had, like, they found his body rotting in the chimney later. Yeah. Kind of thing. But, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of beyond the pale. That's That jumped the shark. But before, I thought it was, like, really insightful. Like, they're walking back, and, like, for, for like, the early 80s, it was really insightful. Like, she's talking about, like, people with the holiday blues and like people get like really suicidal over Christmas. Cause like you're supposed to be happy. You're supposed to be jolly and everything's perfect. And if it's not, you get really sad. Like it's extra bad. Yeah. Like the next door neighbor had been laid off for a while and he's kind of like the town drunk. And she's like, it's going to be a really bad Christmas for him. And then Mm -hmm. they show him later. And even before the gremlins take him out, he's not having the best Christmas. And then Billy's like, what? (laughs) And he's just like, never realized that. Yeah, absolutely. I thought that was, that was kind of, like insightful it is yeah. i was she supposed to be the grounding character throughout well she's definitely well no i can't say that at all yeah. uh, she was definitely smarter than billy billy definitely billy than like billy. if you land her like hold on to her buddy because you, you do not deserve her no um i was kind of amused that there were like all these like little easter eggs or things in the background like at, at one point like they pass a a movie marquee and i think it's like the it, it's a call out of like E.T. Like it's using like the the code word that yeah. for like filming E.T. Because this is uh, I think produced by Spielberg, not yeah. directed by Spielberg. Um, at one point, like Dad is at this basically science fair for adults. Mm-hmm. Like it's all these inventors, but I think it's supposed to be like these... a world's fair type, right? Or it's something. like the robot from Lost in Space. It's the robot from Forbidden Planet. You have like the actual time machine from the time machine and like dad's on the phone and you see the time machine and it cuts away to something. And when it cuts back, the time machine is gone. It's, it's like just, smoking and people are just looking right, at it. And there's it. like fiery, like ashen, like 
gap in the carpet and everyone's like looking at it like where did it go and you didn't really notice it it's like subtly in the background it it's was great. funny and like the robot from lost in space is like would 60 gallons be enough like he's it's it's like making a sales deal call. yeah <laughs> like it was funny like overall this movie was really enjoyable yeah it's ludicrous and it totally knows that and it's running with it you're like mm-hmm. guys we're not taking ourselves seriously don't take us seriously either. Just sit back and like have some fun. It's great. It was funny. Um, I think before we start on our award ceremony, like there's one last thing I, I got to punch here. And that's, it's metaphor time, Josh. Oh my God. It's time for metaphors. It is. What are gremlins? You know, this is 1984. <laughs> what do you think gremlins? It very mean? much seemed like gremlins were anybody who wasn't like the stereotypical like white nuclear family. Yeah. It was yeah. kind of weird Ooh. about that. You know, and like I think it could be argued that we are reading into this a it little could bit be. much. But no, absolutely not. Because <laughs> at one point like the gremlins are uh, running amok around the town and you're listening to the radio and it's this clearly like white nebbish uh, announcer saying it's like we're gonna turn the hoses on them I'm like ooh ooh and I know it's supposed to be like because oh they don't know enough and they're gonna get them wet and, and that's more. the worst like, thing they could possibly do but no guys no like they're they're clearly saying like gremlins are it's not, weird. like not white people and like the drunk next door neighbor earlier is going on about like foreigners are coming and foreigners are ruining yeah. the country and he's calling them gremlins even before the mogwai like hotch, hatch into gremlins he is and then at the very end the salesman comes back or the um, shop owner comes back and he's like you are not responsible enough for this and kind of lapses into a very justified but a little bit heavy handed thing about like you need to respect nature you need to respect other cultures you, like you fucked everything you up. never respect what is given to you like, like naturally yeah 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 and then he takes the gremlin away because the mogwai the mogwai gizmo, gizmo. because the, the that, only good one that family was a shipwreck except for that mom who knew exactly how to handle their business but everyone else was a moron with the situation but, yeah like like gremlins like i think they had some like fun character characters you know like the break dancing or like the blues guy or like stripe was like funny he's just yeah. evil for no real reason uh-huh. which is a trope too but there there is kind of like some shady undertones there yeah. that just needed to be called out a little bit all right well with that being said should we get into our awards yeah absolutely cool. all right I'm gonna let so you, let you as you beloved listeners know we have a couple of awards we like to give out the first one is you're the real hero this is maybe someone who wasn't the traditional hero of the movie but um, <laughs> because billy you are not the hero oh my god here. billy no, you are you are dumb billy oh, god damn it yeah there's like one point where like billy is getting attacked by stripe like in the like <laughs> in the mall and like He's throwing, like, razor discs at him. He has, like, a chainsaw. He's shooting him with a crossbow. And Billy's, like, just kind of lying on the floor, like, Billy's ah. shot by one tennis ball and, like, can't get through the rest Billy's of the day. shot by a tennis ball like, his back. And he's acting like an geriatric, like, 85-year-old. Like, oh, no, a tennis ball. I'm oh, my God. Over. Well, luckily... Billy, Billy, you suck. You well, suck, Billy. Well, luckily, Billy had his badass action star mom, who was my real hero. Ding, ding, ding. I mean, she came down the stairs, saw one eating her Christmas cookies, and knew immediately that, like, this shit would not fly. She's not good in the kitchen, but she is good with kitchen knife. Oh my god! She immediately grabs a knife. She does not run around the house like crying or screaming or yeah. like Respect. like tripping on her heels. Respect. She immediately like brutally kills four of them, and then is in like, the process of probably about to brutally kill Spike with a stripe when Billy comes home and is like, "Oh, let him get away. I'll save you," and causes a ton of trouble. Thank God a man is here. Ugh. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, Mrs. I looked up her name, Mrs. Lynn Peltzer. You were the real hero of yeah, this. Yeah, and so this actress, the name has already escaped me, but I looked her up, and like it's kind of amazing. She had a, a great mom run. She was the mom of the early 80s. She was mom of Kevin Bacon and Footloose. She was mom of uh, Lorraine, the girlfriend in Back to the Future. She was mom of Will Wheaton in Stand By Me, like all within like a yeah. three-year period. Like, in the late she 90s. is the go-to mom, In the late 90s, she came back as Rose McGowan's Tatum's mom in Scream. Oh, yeah, it's great. So yeah, what good call, good mm. call for You're the Real Hero Award. I knew you were going to award her the Real Hero Award because she is a hero here. Oh my God. But for me, like my recipient of You're the Real Hero is the one I was just delighted by, which <laughs> is the stereotypical Miss Deagle, the, the, the evil old lady who wants to like kill Billy's dog because like the dog like ruined her Christmas decorations, who doesn't care if someone's out on their luck. She's going to evict those tenants if they don't pay, blah, blah, She's presented in this, like, bad, like, oh, she's such a terrible, terrible person. But it's so over the top. She is, like, every movie villain rolled into one. And it's totally intentional. She is Scrooge. She's evicting her tenants. She's like Mr. Potter from It's a Wonderful Life. And this movie regularly makes references to It's a Wonderful Life. It does. Um, she's Elmira Gulch before turning into Wicked Witch of the West. Oh, the way she wants to, like, kill that dog. I want to take your dog away from you so I can destroy it. She is Cruella DeVille, like, getting after that dog. It's so good. She's so over the top. She has garish makeup. Her, like, costume, her hair is like, what the hell is that? She had a Bavarian snowman flown in. She, like backhands people out of the way. She has no time to talk with you to make your small talk. I loved her. I loved her. Um, her the actress's name was Polly Holiday. I think she won some minor plots for this. She was fantastic. And she's the one, I think, who gets unjustifiably um, ended by the gremlins. Uh, she has one of those <laughs> uh, mechanized uh, stair, uh, stair chairs. You know, it's yeah. like a motorized chair that like slowly goes up the stairs and the gremlins mess with it and it goes so fast she flies out the window and into the street. Which is amazing and I think that one of the main things everyone remembers. I think iconic, yeah. But her portrayal is great. I think she's supposed to be this real hard as nails, heartless woman, but she was really fun to watch, guys. She was fun. All right, so then that brings us to the How Could You Award. Yeah. So this is the character, the actor, the scenery, the whatever. That someone behind the scenes even. Yeah, someone needs a bit of shame. For me, it's basically everybody but the mom. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, there were clear instructions on what not to do, and everyone just flippantly was like, what? So Even when it was drilled into them, like even Billy, it's <laughs> like was told, here are the instructions. And he just kind of shrugged and went, nah. Yes. I do what I want. So, I mean... Get your shit together, people. So everyone. Everyone. Down to the 80s police people who don't believe anybody that this is happening are admittedly drunk and then go out driving. Watch gremlins literally murder people in front of them and don't do and anything nope the about fuck it. out of the situation. Right. And they're like, oh, wow, that looks bad. Like, Ugh. cops are terrible. Roll the window up. Okay, I, I have a runner up here. Gizmo. Gizmo sucks, oh. everyone. Gizmo. He's sort of cute, but he's also a smug-looking Gizmo is a smug bitch. Like, and he, like, is lording it over the other Mogwai <laughs> before they turn evil, even. He doesn't do anything until, like, the very end, and he rides his little car, and then... He rides his hot pink car up into the action and brutally kills Stripe. I mean, I think <laughs> we're supposed to award him with our praise because he's... Just ever so much more, a little bit less terrible than Billy, because Billy can't finish the job by killing Stripe, so 
Gizmo could, so that me makes Gizmo good. But Gizmo's worthless the whole movie. Oh my god! Until the very end. Or he's just watching everybody else be idiots, and like that's why he makes that smug face. Yeah, yeah, no. Okay. Gizmo but, was a shady bitch, and I, I'm here for it now. But okay, um, the, my real how could you award? It's the dad, the oh. dad, like the the OG of idiots. He's the one who like basically steals the Mogwai yeah. against instructions. Doesn't really listen to the instructions. Not you know, at all. gives them to the kid and then nopes the hell out of town for a business trip. And just expects his idiot son to take take care of it. And then when, like, the Chinese shop owner comes back, takes the Mogwai, repossesses it, and basically says, you really screwed up. You're terrible. You white white people never appreciate the gifts you were given, and you screw everything up. He's literally rolling his eyes at this Chinese shopkeeper, who is justifiably shaming him. Yeah. But, like, Dad is like, well, I guess I screwed up in that smug son-of-a-bitch way that, like, white men always get away with. Smug, secondly, only to Gizmo. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dad, you are the worst. Good call. All right. So then it brings us to our rating. So how we like to rate things around here is whiskeys. The amount of whiskeys it took us to get through the movie, one to five. Yeah, um, so the lower the number, the better we thought it yeah. was. This one, I think, is my highest rated. I only needed one whiskey to get through this. Yeah, same. It was super enjoyable. Yeah. I know I had a like lot to say about this wasn't great or Dad, you were terrible. But the movie's super fun. I'm Still excited really to watch enjoyable. rewatch the sequel. I would be up for that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Well, everyone, uh, until next time, thanks for listening. Uh, I am James. And I'm Josh. And thanks for listening to Well, I Never. And remember to pay attention to the instructions that come with your pets. We don't need no fucking gremlin situation around here. Absolutely not. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.